Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello to fans. Welcome to an emergency edition of the Peristyle Podcast. On a Monday, normally we have the Coach Harvey High. We got Keely Yor in studio because there's been a whole bunch of uh, breaking news around the USC football program. We want to get into all of that with Keely Yor. You can follow her on Twitter at Keely is my name. She's sitting right next to me right now, bundled up a little bit. It's chilly outside. It is. Keely, how you doing? Hello, hello, Ryan. Doing well. Just a slow Monday for us. Holy cow. (laughs) Do you remember when... When uh, what's it called? Clay Helton. The, I'm forgetting Clay called? Helton's name. Yes, I do remember Clay Helton. When he got fired. Uh, also a Monday. I was. It was. Was it a Sunday or a Monday? It was a Monday. Monday. Yeah. The same thing. Like you know, I I didn't have my phone with me for like an hour or whatever. The same thing. Like today. Like I was. I just got back from Catalina. I was exhausted. We were like fished all night and stuff. And I woke up this morning and then I just was like oh, I got to go back to bed. I went back to bed and my phone's blowing up and I'm like, oh, what's going on? And then I look, I'm like, oh crap! All this stuff is happening. It was the the reporter summoning of Chris texting me. I have to run a couple errands. I'm gonna be offline for an hour. I was like, cool, no worries. I got you. Started to make breakfast. Things started transpiring this morning and I just had eggs and like raw bacon sitting out for like two hours. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what happens, but you know. Raw bacon. All right. Well, we're, this is an emergency edition of the podcast because we got to talk about some breaking news. Uh, USC, the second quarterback from the roster is entering the transfer portal, Jackson Dart. And we got other stuff to talk about, the official uh, hiring of all the assistant coaches. We're going to talk about Michael Trigg uh, entering the transfer portal. What does this mean? Caleb Williams? I don't know. Uh, So we will talk about all that. If you have any questions or comments for the show, podcast at uscfootball.com is the email address. You can call or text us at 424-254-9141. Apple Podcast on that app. If you want to follow us at the Peristyle Podcast, leave us a five-star rating. We would very much appreciate that. helps grow the show, and we're just putting up record numbers. Thanks to all of you. A lot of more interest in the program now that – Lincoln Riley's head coach, Keely. It's, Makes sense. It changes the game a little. A little bit, yeah. Uh, but thank you for all of that. Uh, we're not going to do any questions today, so we'll do more shows this week. Um, yeah, we got and, you covered. Yeah, we will get you covered with that. But also wanted to thank our sponsor, Trader Joe's. I talked to you. I went to Catalina. Caught a bunch of all kinds of crazy fish. I saw. Uh, halibut, my first halibut, California halibut. Wow. It's got to be 22 inches to keep. We caught probably like 16 of them in the boat, the four of us. But we got four keepers. So I got a big, you know, they're really long fillets. They're great. Uh, we had some that night at the campsite, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to cook some tonight. I think I'm going to Trader Joe's. I got to get the, the sides, you know, nice. to go along with the halibut. Um, but I want to get some, I like the asparagus over the Trader Joe's, you know, roast some of that stuff up, a little garlic butter, um, put it all, you know, pan fry, I'll pan fry it some and uh, it should be good. But I got to go to Trader Joe's, maybe puck, pick up a bottle of wine, whatever. I, well, I want to eat my my halibut and just enjoy myself and watch the national championship. I was going to say, you got to get some Trader Joe's snacks for the national championship. The snacks, game. I'm going to get there too. Yeah. The problem is when I get the snacks, I. That's the dinner. <laughs> I get too many snacks. Yeah. No, I know. Snack dinner is always the, great. Uh, the chocolate, the peanut butter cups and all of that. But Man. yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to watch the national championship game tonight. I keep forgetting ha- that that's a thing. I know. Have some halibut 
and some sides, and of course, snacks, like Keely said, from yeah. uh, Trader Joe's. Okay, but thanks again to Trader Joe's. All right, Keely. So, uh, <sighs> where should we start? I guess if you guys heard, um, you know, start with Dart. We got to start with Dart, but this is the second USC quarterback. Yes. To enter the NCAA transfer portal. And Keaton Slovis did earlier. He's going, he's off to pit. Uh, but today, and I think, I think Keeley had it first, tweeted it out like, hey, sources are saying. Yeah. Jackson Dart, USC uh, starting quarterback, has entered the NCAA transfer portal. So what kind of was, were you hearing rumblings of this before? Or how did this, I and mean, we were all kind of thinking that, right? Yeah. So this was an interesting one. And it's funny, once we finished recording, Thursday's podcast, then everything started snowballing and evolving. Um, but, and Chris Reno was on this as well. We started hearing that, you know, the dark camp was kind of unhappy with how things were going. Now, if you, to, just to give context, USC didn't have a bowl game. Players went home um, for the break. Uh, they returned today. They're having their first workouts today, the, the 10th, which is actually a change from the Clay Helton era. They didn't start winter workouts until February. So Lincoln Riley's changing it, starting workouts in January, which seems like something you would just naturally do, but mm. that's just different. <laughs> so okay. Riley's starting that in January. <laughs> yes. Um, so we were kind of hearing that darts camp was unhappy. Um, and just the quarterback room in general was in ha- unhappy with how things were kind of evolving with, um, Lincoln Riley and the potential of a new quarterback coming in. And so kind of asked around after hearing that and got pushed back from the USC side of things. Um, you know, I, I learned from other sources that Lincoln talked personally with Dart's family, talked with Dart, uh, made sure that, that Dart knew what was happening once Caleb announced that he was entering the transfer portal. Now, what does that mean for Caleb Williams? We're going to get into that next, so just okay. hold your horses. But um, it just seemed like Dart was unhappy, but it seemed like USC, from the USC side of things, they didn't get a full read on that. Um, so we, we were hearing more and more Dart for the portal, Dart for the portal over the weekend. Um, and then it, it happened this this morning, Monday morning. Um, yeah. And the thing with that is that you know people think that once you get into the portal, there's no turning back. You can still come back if if the staff wants you to. Now, we don't necessarily know what Lincoln Riley and his staff, their policy on that. We know that Clay Hilton had an open door. If you went in and you wanted to come back, you could. I don't know if this severs things, making that move. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll see about that. But it's just interesting. You know, uh, things are evolving quickly. And um, we saw Mario Williams had his official visit to USC. And then people are now obviously making the connection well of Jackson Dart is entering the portal. That must confirm that Caleb Williams is coming to USC. Now, what's interesting is we're getting mixed signals about that. And it sounds like people, it doesn't sound like it's a transitive property type of thing. Sure. I think USC obviously wants Caleb Williams, but I don't know if Dart's entrance into the portal confirms that that's a done deal at this moment. No, I, yeah, I would agree with you there, Keely. It's uh, This is a developing um, situation. There's obviously some smoke around the Caleb Williams thing. I mean, the uh, we had sort of heard a lot of stuff on both sides. Like early on, it didn't seem like Caleb Williams was coming at all. Which, you know, if you just had to write down, okay, Lincoln Riley's going. Um, Caleb Williams is going to come with him and go to USC. As soon as the you know the bowl game ends, they beat Oregon. 
you know, the next day he's in the, in the transfer portal. So that's the assumption right away. And I don't know if it's a smokescreen or what, but there was definitely talk about him going to the SEC. There was even talk about him going to UCLA when uh, Dylan Gabriel, the UCF quarterback, signs financial aid paperwork to go to UCLA. And then once Caleb Williams enters the portal, the day he's supposed to enroll at UCLA or the day before he's supposed to enroll, he he changes his mind and goes to Oklahoma. And so that seems like, well, you know, Caleb Williams is probably not going back to Oklahoma. Maybe he goes to UCLA. So there was a lot of sort of smoke out there, like smoke screens maybe, Mm -hmm. um, of what was going on with this. But I agree with you. I don't think it's a transitive property thing that, oh, Dart's in the portal. I know our friend Colin Colin Coward tweeted, I think we all know what this means when Shotgun tweeted something about. It doesn't necessarily mean that. I think... I mean, to give you an idea, Caleb Williams to USC was trending in the United States yes. on Twitter when the news, the Jackson Dart news broke. Right. And so people were putting two and two together. It very well could happen. I think if you're a betting person, like the odds of where Caleb Williams, like where will Caleb Williams next snap be? I think the overall favorite would be USC. But like you, like if something happens and it doesn't go that way, I wouldn't be completely shocked i mean what if georgia gets like blown out and they're like put a five million dollar nil package i mean who knows you know like i think it's not a done i don't think it's done you know that's the thing worth noting is what i've gathered is that a very very small circle actually knows what's happening from the true the true intentions of the caleb williams camp and i think that given the nil money we've heard floated around it's in their best interest to not come out immediately and say what they want to do. So I think the Caleb Williams camp still wants to keep things hush hush and see, and and maybe something, a, a bigger deal might come up in the next few days, and then they'll change course. So I I think in their opinion, it might make sense to keep this as quiet as possible um, to see if they might need to change their minds. Now I think from the USC camp, they're signaling, hey, we want we want you, Caleb Williams, but I don't think it's a done deal yet. Yeah, and I think it's a good way to put it that even in the USC camp, I don't think they were putting out, you know, advertising, hey, we want Caleb Williams, we want Caleb Williams. But then the last few days, it's sort of like became obvious, hey, you know, Caleb Williams is in town. He was at the Raiders game. I mean, the Rams game. He was at the Lakers game. Um, And when it's sort of like you're, you know, you're in a relationship and you like are looking around and you're trying to court somebody else and oh they say no then you go back to <laughs> and you're like oh well okay honey you know whoever your partner is like oh, we're together again they're like oh no so there's some <laughs> what is this analogy i'm trying to track with it you potentially spoils like you like usc was sort of keeping quiet maybe the interest in caleb williams but once it becomes out they're like okay obviously like they're gonna try to get him now you know, if you're Jackson Dart, it doesn't sit that well, right? That could be part of this. But even if Caleb Williams doesn't come, the fact that they knew you were looking at him sort of spoils the Jackson Dart. Like, he's not unhappy. Like, well, they didn't want me anyway. So, I mean, there's a scenario here where Jackson Dart's not at USC and Caleb Williams is not at USC. That Obviously, not not ideal situation, but no, something like that not. could that could happen. Yeah. I mean, I think from the USC side of things – you want the trust of who you're courting. And so I think that's why the circle is so small. They want to make sure that they're doing best by Caleb. And so I think that's also why when 
because you know I've heard both things on, on the spectrum and when I come to the USC side of things say hey this is what I'm hearing and they push back I feel like that's kind of protecting the, the process you know so we'll see it evolves very quickly like I said we podcasted Thursday and then we got sources hitting us up afterwards so it, it evolves and podcast is a interesting medium to try and uh, explain things but that's kind of honestly where it's at right now there's a lot of smoke and I think when it's such an intriguing storyline like Caleb Williams a lot of people just behind the scenes of sourcing and whatnot a lot of people try to say or or appear like they know what's happening and that presents more problems because then you got to dig further and see if that's actually true or whatnot so it's, it's hard and so that's why at least on my end there's a lot of silence because I would rather be quiet and make sure that we know what we're saying and we're not saying something that's wrong rather than you know just throwing out whatever i hear because that happens a lot and and that things i've heard a lot of things that haven't actually happened so i would rather be responsible than just start throwing things at the wall yeah and so that does happen we hear a lot of things and a lot and we see people post on the message boards or on twitter like as soon as they hear something like hey i heard this and sometimes it's just like three places removed and it was sort of an idea that became like solidified and now you're like saying it as fact and it's not you yeah. know and yeah sometimes it actually comes true and but it doesn't always and i you know i i think that there's op like if you're a usc fan you're listening to the show you probably are there's optimism that you're going to get a really dynamic quarterback in in 2022 in caleb williams but i wouldn't you know like we said, I don't think it's a done deal yet. Um, there's still stuff going on out there. I mean, it, it's just, uh, I, I if someone tells you it's 100%, I just don't think that's, like, if they say it's it's very likely he comes, I would believe you, you know, if you, good source were saying that. But I don't think, like you said, it's not a, not a done deal. I feel like the most comfortable phrasing right now for me is, like, it's trending in the right direction if you're a USC fan. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's, um, tre- you know. But I think there's still some some things that need to be worked out. Yeah, there's some oh. I's to dot and T's sure. to yeah, I'm cross. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the contract is not signed. The ex- and you it's know, not an actual contract, but yes. Right, right. Uh, there's uh, there's things that happen, and things change. And you could have a great source that tells you this right from the you know the horse's mouth. And they change their mind five minutes later, and it's like, okay, well, well, this happened, so now I'm doing this. Um, I mean, USC had hired a couple of assistant coaches. Now, not signed them in contracts and all that stuff yet. Uh, we're going to get to the coaching stuff, and they got more money, better, you know, better offer somewhere else. And even though they had changed their Twitter profile and were recruiting for USC, they move on. So it's like, yeah. hey, wh- I thought you said that guy was going to coach. He was. He was actually coaching. He was actually recruiting, and then got a better offer and, and moves on. So could something, you know, slide in at the last minute and Caleb Williams go somewhere else? Yes. But like you said, I think he's trending in the right direction. Yeah. College football is, is crazy. It is crazy. It evolves very quickly. It's big business. And the NIL stuff has not been defined enough. So if someone comes up with, you know, what was it? Eastern Michigan, like Charlie batch, was it Eastern Michigan? Like Charlie batch, like offered a million dollars to yeah Caleb Williams, like just out of the blue for one year. And like, He's got more than he can't go to the NFL after this year. So like one year is not going to do anything. What about the Mario Williams side? So plant high school, um, dynamic wide receiver was a, you know, top like hundred player coming out of high school, um, visited USC, 
Uh, it seems like the two of them would probably go to the same place and seems like he's trending towards USC. What what are your thoughts on Mario Williams? Yeah, I've heard more confident. My sources are more confident in Mario Williams at the moment than they are saying definitive statements about Caleb Williams. So that's where it stands like at that at this moment. Um Again, it's interesting because then I have sources on the side saying, hey, it's a little premature. So that's why I'm like, I don't feel like I can say too much definitively because we're getting just some interesting um, statements on both sides. Does that make sense, Ryan? Yeah. No, and that's um, he's not a, a big wide receiver, but. 5'11", 185. Yeah. Um, the Oklahoma site lists him at 5'9", but. Really? Yeah. Okay. Two four seven listed him as five eleven. Maybe give him a little uh, bonus. But he played in uh, I think cleats. Twelve (laughs) games, cleats, like twelve games. Um, You know, we'll see what uh, we'll see what ends up happening with (laughs) with that the the Williams brothers um, because they're not actually brothers. No, they're not. But they're just just the same name. I guess a common name, right? A lot Uh, of a lot of Williams in the last like seventy two hours. Yeah. C J Williams, modern day. Wide receiver committed at the All American Bowl. Yeah, excellent. Uh, right touchdown. after he caught a touchdown. Yeah, it was perfect setup for his commitment. It's I will like say. if you like catch a touchdown, like hey, I want to commit right now. Okay, perfect. You know. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to him uh, later in the week because we got all this other stuff going on. Yeah. There's another weird one. Um, you know, Jackson Darko's in the portal. Maybe Caleb Williams comes out to USC. Uh, Mario Williams maybe comes to USC, but. Maybe going out is uh, Michael Trigg, um, the freshman phenom tight end receiver guy that uh, just had so much potential, ends up getting banged up a little bit this year, tweets out that he's in the transfer portal. Yeah, he tweeted out at 10.53, I'm in the transfer portal, dot, dot, dot. But he's not actually officially in the transfer portal. No. We checked. I did a little checking. You did some checking. Yeah. He ain't in there. He's not in the portal. He's not in the like. So it's something you like. Basically, if you're a player, you tell your compliance guy, "Hey, I want to put my name in the portal." It's a database, and coaches have access to this database, and then your name goes in there. And I think we talked about this last week. It's like if you call one of those places, you know, or sign up for like, "Hey, here's the best credit card rate," or "Here's the best mortgage rate." It's really just like a you know. It puts your name out there and then all these different brokers can call you and you'll just start getting spam calls like just, well, they're calling you to like sell you the credit card or whatever it is. And I think that happens in the treasure portal. Like your name goes in there. There are schools that are monitoring that thing 24-7. No uh, pun intended. Um, but once you're in there, it's public. So like we have people at 24-7 that have access to the the database and so they can see and we can say, hey, is his name in the portal? And they're like, no, he's not in there. Um, and I don't think there's a delay. I think once you just, you tell the compliance person or whoever in your, the school, the program, they enter your name in there. And usually if it's a popular player, you're going to get a lot of calls. You get a lot, a lot of attention. And the whole point of being in there is not just, okay, I'm gone for sure. It's more of, I can now be contacted. I can now take visits and things like that. So, um, but so Michael Trigg is not officially in the portal, but once you say you are like you kind of are See, i guess the thing my like whole philosophy with player tweets is like sometimes it can be reactionary or like you shouldn't take it literally and that was my initial reaction like i think part of me felt like it was a reaction to the darkness like well i'm in the portal now too if he's leaving you know what i mean but 
the fact that he isn't in the portal. I do know that behind the scenes, um, there have been some accountability issues with Trig. Um, and so I, I believe that they were trying to work on that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see going forward. Because I, I do know that sources have told me that Lincoln definitely was interested in Trig and the weapon that he could be. But I had heard prior to the season ending that Trig was also on Portal Watch. Yeah. So it's it's been a, a, a evolving situation in the sense that I think the Lincoln Riley edition definitely re-sparked Trig's interest in maybe not going into the portal. So we'll see. Yeah, it's and with a coaching transition, there are going to be players that just aren't going to fit in in the new culture, right? And they're like, hey, this isn't for me. Whatever. With the case of Jackson Dart, it's like, well, you're gonna if you're gonna bring in Caleb Williams, then yeah, I'm not gonna stick around. I don't like. I, I agree with you. I don't think Trig is someone that the coaches looked at and said, yeah, we don't we don't want him. No, I think no, no, I think I, they want him. They they definitely wanted him. Um, I just think it's there's there's things behind the scenes, and I think this is like a war room thing as well that we'll probably give more detail about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just but circling back to the the dart stuff I, I just think it's interesting because i was told that you know lincoln told the quarterbacks it's going to be a fair competition um if caleb comes but can you really have that if you have your guy coming in the portal no <laughs> like no there's no yeah. if, if caleb williams comes to usc there is no quarterback competition there might be publicly stated but caleb williams will be you know barring injury he will be your starting quarterback if he transfers into USC, he was, um, you know, a stud at Oklahoma. Was it 21 touchdowns, four picks? He was Lincoln Riley's guy. This was, you know, someone that Riley was, you know, recruited and developed and was bringing along. He's got transfers to be successful before, but this would be, you know, his guy that started out. Um, yeah, so I don't think there's any question this would not, you know, you love Miller Moss, you love Jackson Dart. Like if they stuck around, I just don't think there would be any way that you would be able to beat him out. Even talent-wise, if you were up there in that in the same area and you played really well, he knows the system. Like you're going to be learning Lincoln Riley's system. This is a a guy that's played not just learned it, but he's played in it, you know, and 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 been part of that. So I think the deck would certainly be stacked against anyone that's trying to. Uh, you know, you're trying to compete with him. I, I just don't think there would be a real competition. It's like, yeah. he's the guy. Yeah. Which, completely understandable. Like, obviously, that's, you know. Yeah. But on the Miller Moss side of things, it sounds like he's not as ready to maybe enter the portal as Dart is. Yeah, and I think we'll probably put some War Room stuff in there, too. But yeah. um, I don't think, you know, I, I doubt, especially if Caleb Williams comes in, I don't think Dart will come back. There's still a possibility that Dart could return. I, I don't think it's very likely. I don't think it's trending in that direction. Like you said, trending for Caleb Williams. Uh, I think anything can happen. But my, if I had to bet, I'd say Miller Moss sticks around. You know, Mohitsan is still there. He sticks around. The the former transfer from Vanderbilt uh, that's on scholarship now. So, you know, maybe they would, if they bring in Caleb Williams, you'd have those three and maybe bring in another um, I guess I could still potentially sign someone for 2022, but I, I think Miller Moss would stick around at least for a while. You know, I, I don't think he would leave right away. Um, you know, I don't think he would have, 
if it was just him and Jackson Dart, I think Miller Moss would be thinking, I got a chance to be the starter. I can compete. New coaching staff, we're all going to start fresh. But I don't think that expectation is going to be there if your new head coach brings in his old quarterback. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Hey, why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll finish up stuff. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're back here on the Emergency Peristyle Podcast. Ryan Abraham and Keely, your, what'd you do for the break, Keely? You go, go run around the block, do you do anything fun? Yeah, I did some yoga. Yoga. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was doing some Pilates in the corner. It's like, the break is 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, we didn't have that much time. Uh, okay. So a lot of portal news. A lot of, uh, you know, there's still obviously stuff we're, we're waiting on. Mm-hmm. But we do know that Lincoln Riley's coaching staff has been hired. It was interesting. You thought that would be the news of the day today. It's like the last thing we're going to talk about. In the <laughs> and there's other news that we could talk about. Yeah, true. But we're trying to keep Graham Harrell going to West Virginia. You know, the college short football thing, not expanding, all that. We already mentioned C.J. Williams. But we'll get to all that kind of stuff in a um, later. Pod. Yeah, future pod. But uh, we did get uh, an email from USC this morning, and they tweeted it out that the uh, official coaching staff, the 10-man staff, is together. Um Sure, I just I can go through them one by one. We can sure. give a few comments. Go for it. So you know that Lincoln Riley guy? Yeah, he's the head coach. I do know him. Yes, that hasn't changed. I don't know him, but I do know um, him. He said, "I'm very excited to formally announce our coaching staff. Uh, I truly believe we've put together an elite group of coaches that will help build this program back to national prominence. They have each been a part of winning programs and have a championship mindset. The staff understands that championship teams have a foundation of culture, and they know." what that looks like and how to implement it. They recognize the tradition and expectations of this program and are eager to get to work. I've said it before. USC belongs at the top of college football and this coaching staff is going to be instrumental in making that happen. Hope you'll join me in welcoming them, welcoming them to the Trojan family. There you go. So a little Lincoln Riley action. So Dennis Simmons, we knew about him. We right? did. He was one of the coaches who came with Lincoln from Oklahoma during that first week. Um, he was also in attendance for the Cal Week practices. So he um, watched the team practice. He walked over and watched the wide receiver drill. So he was one of the guys who got an early scout on his future position group. Yeah. So we've known about him. Assistant head coach. So there's a lot of titles in these. Yes. T- titles are a big thing in college football now. Yeah. Uh, outside wide receivers coach. And he's the offensive passing game coordinator. Uh, 
and they put a note in here. He's coached some of collegiate games, elite receivers. So good recruiter. Um, seems like a good receivers coach. He also was uh, in the in-home visit for really Brown when um, uh, Lincoln and, and uh, Dennis went to the in-home visit. Yeah. Uh, following Lincoln's uh, introductory press conference that Monday. Yeah. So we knew about him. Yes. Also knew about Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator. Yes. He also was in attendance for that week of practice. Um, and he also did some evaluating. He had a clipboard in his hand for yeah. those practices. He was really checking stuff He was out. really evaluating. <laughs> Probably watching Caleb Bullock and stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Caleb Bullock. Uh, defensive coordinator, he's the safeties coach also. So there's they're split up the defensive backs in like three different guys. But he will – so if you remember, like, you know, different coaches would coach uh, – like I think Clancy Pendergast had safeties and stuff too, or he liked them. Or no, was, he was a linebacker. Oh, linebackers. Who was – oh, um – I'm trying to think. Was it? <laughs> I'm back. Like, but usually, like the defensive coordinator also have like a position group that yeah. they'll help coach and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to help coach safeties. Um, and it, the note they have in here is regarded as one of the nation's top defensive coordinators and secondary coaches. Uh, USC fans might remember him uh, from Washington State. Uh, they did some really good things with a undersized defense. It's kind of a speed based defense. He was also at Ohio State. Uh, I thought they made the Oklahoma defense better. Um, I don't think they made it. It wasn't like amazing, but it was, I think it was better when Alex Grinch got in there. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, but we knew about him. Uh, So Josh Henson, so there's a Henson and a Henson. Uh, Josh Henson, he's the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. Um, It's a 23 years coaching experience in the SEC and Big 12 and has been part of a national championship staff. So he was at Texas Texas A M uh, for the last three seasons, um, and he spent the 2016 to 2018 season at Oklahoma State yeah. before joining Texas A and M. Right. So, and that was the offensive line position. That was something that evolved. That was one of the position uh, coach uh, roles that kept evolving over the course, and why they waited so long to uh, announce everything officially because things kept evolving in that. That regard. Yeah, because originally you thought that Bill Biedenbaugh was going to come over, also yeah. one of the top offensive line coaches in the country. Um, he ends up staying with Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Then I think the Houston offensive line coach, the rumors were that they were USC was talking to him, and that doesn't happen. And then they get a, you know, someone one of the more highly regarded offensive line coaches in the country, uh, also with the offensive coordinator title. So. USC hasn't had um, great offensive line coaching and recruiting and stability there. I mean, we got to give props to Clay McGuire. No, McGuire, I think, was was really good. Yeah. Um, he did a, a great job, but it was sort of like too little too late at that point. Like, if you hired Clay McGuire three years ago when yeah. Grant Harrell came in, I think it would have been a different story. So this is good. I think you start with a new head coach, the, the offense, he comes in, and you get some stability there. And I think you can build on the recruiting so you don't have – constant turnover at that spot where you have questionable coaches or guys that don't recruit real well. Uh, I think this is a big move. I think this is one of the better hires that Lincoln Riley made. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, this guy you might've heard of Dante Williams. Dante Williams. Yep. He's defensive backs coach, defensive passing game coordinator, and he's the whole, the single holdover. Um, he was the interim coach last season. Uh, top recruiter, of course, but uh, he's sticking around. And uh, we broke that news. Coaching DBs. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll, he, that was something that k- kind of uh, 
it it was an interesting back and forth between USC and and Dante, but he ult- ultimately stays on the staff. So yeah. I, and I think that's good for just recruiting, having obviously um, elite recruiter, but also having that continuation. Like it's always nice for staffs to have at least one guy to kind of connect the the transition. You know, you know, be the bridge. And Dante Williams is a good guy to do that. Yeah. So uh, we didn't think it was going to happen, and then things sort of switched, shift, shifted, and yeah. Like you said, we broke the news, so that was nice. Uh, but so we'll see what happens with Dante Williams on the staff. Uh, Roy Manning is the outside linebackers coach. Nichols coach. Coach the Nickelbacks, I guess. And uh, assistant head coach for defense. Um, he was a, a linebacker in the Big Ten in the NFL. And he's coached in three different Power Five conferences. Any thoughts on Roy Manning? Not really. I mean, there was the whole quote unquote controversy about how he was somehow recruiting for two different schools. I was told that that was like a non thing. Right. It was just a internet. He's coming from Oklahoma. So he was yeah. on Riley's staff. At Oklahoma. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Yeah. So that was just like an internet controversy. That wasn't a real controversy. So that's, I think that's the first thing that people think of right now when they think of Roy Manning. But I was told that that's just a non issue. Yeah. Um, there's a thing, uh, my engineering days called FUD uh, okay. fear uncertainty and doubt so like if you're in a competitive situation sometimes they people will throw FUD out there like oh like you know if you're if you have like a product and there's a better product on on Amazon that you know that does what you do you might try to put some fake reviews over there it's like oh their their product blows up and if it and then people start saying oh wait I, I don't want a product that blows up and even though it doesn't blow up, you're just like someone's putting that fear, that FUD out there, right? And the Oklahoma fan base was extremely, extremely, extremely upset when Lincoln Riley left. And there was a lot of fun. Like they were just looking at anything to make Lincoln Riley a terrible person, to whoever was going with them. They're awful. They're the devil. Uh, and I, I feel like USC fans start reading that stuff like, oh, that's not good. Um, but I think a lot of that was just FUD. I don't think there was uh, a lot of um, facts behind some of this. It was just really an upset fan base that sort of threw a lot of stuff and see what would stick. So don't believe the FUD on the on Roy Manning. Mm-hmm. Is there some news going on? No, sorry. I was just trying to make sure that, yeah. I was just making, we've been podcasting for a while, and so my, my, yes. I was making sure. It's funny because we, we start talking for a while, and you're like, oh, by the way. Uh, I know. Caleb Williams is going to the NBA. Like, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like, so I was just making, like that I was covering our bases and making sure. No. Sure. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, Dave Nickel is the inside wide receivers coach and associate head coach for offense. Um, this yeah, is way he, via Washington State, I believe. Dave Nickel. Yes. Yeah. Any thoughts on Dave? Oh no, sorry, Mississippi State. My bad. But he he's based. In the the leech offense, right? So. He did, yeah. I thought he spent some time at Washington State, like back. He in did, the, he yeah, did. Yeah. I just didn't know if it was straight from there, but not he, not coming from there. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, spent the two previous seasons at Mississippi State as their inside receivers coach. So you know, Mike Leach worked in that. You know, this kind of spread sort of offense. Um, the inside wide receivers coaches. When you see these spread offenses and. Um, that's what was another weird thing about what USC, when they brought in Graham Harrell, uh, they didn't have an inside wide receivers coach and an outside wide, like they had Kerry Colbert who 
really hadn't coached in this kind of an offense before, but typically these offenses have an inside and outside and the inside guy would sort of be like, you know, those there, it's just a different thing. You're playing the slot. Sometimes they're H back sort of things. And um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, but he's got a lot of experience in this type of offense. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, Brian Odom. So he'll be the inside linebackers coach and associate head coach for defense. Um, he has dual background coaching linebackers and sports performance. He spent so. the previous three years as the inside linebackers coach at Oklahoma. Hmm. Um, and other than that, I don't know too much about him. Yeah, I know he came from. It's, it's one of those guys. It's like okay, he was on staff with Lincoln Riley before. You're like okay, well he's going to continue on. And yeah, perfect. You know, like there's sometimes where you're like, oh, he makes sense because he's you know Dave Nickel. He's coming from a Mike Leach yeah, offense. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, he's coming from Lincoln Riley staff. Okay, that's fine. You know, that, yeah. you did well there, so I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is more one of the more recent ones. And we talked about the next two in last week's podcast as well. Sean Nua. Yeah. yeah. So he's officially a defensive line coach. Um, you know, spent some time in the, the Pac twelve in, in Big Ten. We like you said, we talked about him yeah. last week. That's Came official. over from Michigan. Um uh, he's from American Samoa. Yeah. So that helps with uh, recruiting as well. And highly Polynesian regarded. Connections. Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely a lot of things. There was some FUD coming out of Michigan even when he was hired, but usually that's a good sign. Like if fans are sort of upset that a, a coach is leaving, that usually means you probably got a pretty good one. Uh, Keel McDonald as well. Um, he's coming over from Utah. He will coach the running backs. So another, you know, looks like really you know, top recruiter kind of guy. They've had some great uh, running backs at, uh, at Utah, they brought in transfers last year, and they were all seemed to be working. So he'd be able to recruit guys, bring in transfers. It seems like he can do it all. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Zach Hansen, not Henson. Zach so an Hansen. A there. There's an A in this one. <laughs> so we're going to get that wrong sometimes this season. Uh, tight ends coach. Uh, young, you know, USC had a young uh, tight ends coach um, last year. Seth Diggy, and, and now you got another one in uh, Zach Hansen. I thought it's interesting that you do have uh, outside wide receivers, inside wide receivers, and tight ends, because yep. sometimes the tight ends will be lumped into the inside yep. wide receivers. But just for example, there's basically three guys coaching receivers in this offense. And like when Graham Harrell first came in, USC had one. You know, it was like, eh, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I guess they probably had a tight ends coach too, but this is, you know, Little different, uh, younger coach here. So we'll see how you know how he able to do. USC does have some good tight ends in that room. Uh, Michael Trigg maybe not among them now if he ends up going to the portal. But. Yeah, we'll see on that how that evolves. But there, there's the stab. Brief rundown <laughs> of all the stuff. Yeah, so that's all official now. Um, I think you know we heard from Lincoln Riley at the early signing period. He said he was going to wait till all at once. I think what you were saying too the. That offensive line, offensive coordinator hire was sort of like the linchpin. Like you wanted that to work. That had to be like the yeah the foundation of, of what was going to be built and sort of build around that. Um, yeah, because Akeel McDonald as well replaced the Tashard Choice yes. hire. Um, and we talked about that last week, but that was another thing where um, just it was a human decision. You know, his family's from Texas and then things evolve. So Akeel uh, replaces that hire. Yeah. So... I think if you look at the overall staff, I mean, it makes sense. There's no one that you're just like, huh, you know, how many times, I mean, over the last seven years when, you know, the numerous times Clay Hilton had to hire multiple new people <laughs> at once, 
How many times was there? Huh? <laughs> you know, like a lot. A lot of a lot of googling. I mean, like okay, <laughs> interesting. Does it? But all of this stuff could sort of make sense, you know? Yeah. The, which that's all you need. Like it just, oh, you coach like a Mike Mike Leach system, and you're going to coach in that. Like okay, that makes sense. Not well, you did this, and that doesn't really translate. But maybe it could work. Like. You're not seeing any of that. So that's, I think that's positive. Yeah. And we talked about it. The, the Rolodex is definitely different in this situation, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's all the news was that broke uh, Monday morning. Uh, the, so far at 2 p.m. Monday, January 10th. Yeah. The, uh, the national championship game is this evening, like we talked about. So that Three hours. Be, yeah. Like, it okay. starts at five? Yeah. Wow. Just crazy, yeah. I got to get to Trader Joe's and pick up my get stuff. Get to Trader Joe's, right? I know. I got to do that. Get your uh, snack dinner. I got to get my snacks. No, I got... The I halibut's got to be I the know. Star. I know. I'm just teasing you. The hal- do you like... Fi- you're not a huge fish person. No, I like fish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, fresh. Like, when you catch it and then just cook it... Oh, yeah. It's like... It's so good. No, I have a friend who, like, gets fresh lobster. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. a nice hook up there. That's like when I go home to Massachusetts, you know, for Christmas and for my birthday, like usually I get like lobster on my birthday because you can go to the grocery store for like six bucks a pound and get wow. lobster. Here, that's like $40 a pound. Like sure, sure. But we go to the, the grocery store. I think it might have been 12 bucks a pound when we were there last time. But you like call up, you order it and like, hey, can you steam it for us and just bring it home? Like you literally just bring home prepared lobster, melt some butter and just go to town. It's It's great. Yeah. I love that stuff. Sounds but, great. No, it's good. Uh, now, I'm like, now I'm getting hungry thinking about my halibut for tonight. Okay. Well, that'll wrap things up for this emergency edition of the Parastyle Podcast. We'll come back this this week. I think we'll have Gerard on. Maybe we'll do a Harvey Hyde one. But there's could be some more breaking news yes. in the next 10 minutes. Don't, don't change. 10 hours, <laughs> 10 days. We don't know. I mean, this was just kind of like here. This is where everything's at right now. Yeah. And... We're, of course, going to be going forward and having much more content this yes. week. So don't you worry. Make sure you pay attention. Um, it's a, If you're not a member, a VIP member, jump on it now. Dollar for your first month. Uh, there's tons of stuff going on. Our team's been breaking all kinds of news. Gerard's got all kinds of recruiting stuff, too, like tidbits. He was Yeah, more transfer portal stuff uh, coming in in that sense. Yeah. Prospects. Yeah, there's guys taking official visits that yeah. are you know in the transfer portal from other programs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, a lot going on. It's just sort of like with, with school starting, um, I think you got a seven day window, I think. So you could still bring in some transfers, uh, up until like next Monday before like pretty much close things off. But you ideally you'd like to get in school now and be able to participate in spring football. So that's why if you hear stuff on Caleb Williams, it's probably going to happen fairly soon. Um, cause you want to get in there if you're going to transfer in, especially as a quarterback, you want to get in there for that spring semester. If you can, Yeah, there's an enrollment window. Yeah. Um, so it'll come sooner than later. Yes. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for Keely. Your follow on Twitter at Keely is my name. I am Ryan Abraham. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Peristyle podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show and we will talk to you next time. You may have noticed that shopping at Trader Joe's is unlike shopping at other markets. People ask us all the time how we manage to have such unique, interesting, and delicious products at such great everyday prices. This is Dan Bain of Trader Joe's. The answer is simple. It's all in the way we do business. We buy directly from the manufacturer whenever possible. This helps to keep our costs low, and we pass those savings on to you. No gimmicks, just great values at honest prices. Every day at Trader Joe's.
Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.